0: From today's reading from Isaiah, thus says the Lord who created you, he who formed you, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. In the name of one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. <clears throat> Today on the first Sunday after the Epiphany, the Episcopal Church celebrates the baptism of our Lord, and of course it is Jesus' baptism that is the focus of today's reading from Luke. And so here is the question I would like to address in today's sermon. Why? Why was Jesus Christ baptized? Because, frankly, it is a problem. Baptism is for people who identify with sinners. According to Luke, John proclaimed, and I quote, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Baptism is and always has been for sinners. And according to the Bible, that is not what Jesus was. In fact, in Matthew's telling of this same event, John the Baptist goes as far as trying to prevent Jesus from being baptized. He tries to put a stop to it because there's something about it from John's perspective that does not seem proper. Baptism is about entering God's life. Jesus is the Son of God. Baptism is about being cleansed from sin. But Jesus knew no sin. And so again, why was Jesus baptized? And what, if anything, does his baptism mean for our own? Well, today's gospel records the very beginning of Jesus' public ministry. The past few years, Jesus has lived a quiet life, perhaps as a carpenter working with his dad in Nazareth. But today, for the very first time, Jesus goes public as Israel's Messiah, and this baptism is Jesus' big manifesto. There's a question that politicians running for office are often asked. If you are elected, what is the very first thing you will do? Right, we love to ask our politicians this question. If you get the job, what will you do on day number one? Well, what today's gospel looks back on is Jesus' first day in office where he makes a public statement about what his government or his kingdom is going to be all about. And Jesus' statement was a symbolic one. He chose to be baptized. Now, to help us understand just what exactly Jesus is up to here, I want to tell you the story of a guy by the name of Father Damien, a young Belgian priest who lived in the late 19th century with a ministry to lepers. In the 1860s, the Hawaiian legislature passed a bill called the Act to Prevent the Spread of Leprosy, which resulted in about 8,000 people being banished to a leper colony. And so Father Damien, though not a leper himself, left the comfort of where he was, and he made his home among the lepers. And so for the next 20 or so years, Father Damien served The sick, banished, and forgotten people until the day he died. He embraced them. He loved them. He got close. And on a Sunday morning in 1885, when he stood up to preach, rather than beginning his sermon with the customary opening Dear Brethren, he instead opened his sermon with two simple words We lepers. Father Damien wanted them to understand that he no longer thought of himself as standing above them, but rather that his purpose, his mission, was to stand with them in their disease. When Jesus was baptized by John in the Jordan River, where sinful humanity all went to repent, Jesus Christ was making a similar statement we sinners. On his first day in office, this was the statement that Jesus wanted to make, that as God's Messiah, he would fully identify with sinful humanity. You see, unlike our baptism, which fully identifies us with God's life, Jesus' baptism unveiled God's desire, God's intent to fully identify God's self with us. Or to put it really clearly, I think Jesus knew exactly what he was put on this earth to do, to join himself fully with sinful humanity so that sinful humanity might be fully joined, fully united to God. And so let's not Think that the point of Jesus' ministry primarily was to set a good example, as if a role model were all that we needed, nor was Jesus' primary purpose to teach us how to love, as if the human world had never heard of such a concept before. Because in his baptism, what Jesus actually did was preach a two-word sermon. We lepers, we sinners, I'm not here to stand above you, said the Son of God, but I've come to stand with you fully in your disease. Saint Irenaeus, a theologian who lived in the second century, put it like this. Out of his boundless love, Christ became what we are, so that we might become what he is, or as Paul put it in 2 Corinthians, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In other words, the meaning of Jesus' life and his death is that he fully became as we are so that each one of us might become as he is, intimately, intimately, unconditionally, eternally joined with the one he called Father. And of course, this is where our own baptismal identity comes into play. You see those words that God spoke over Jesus, you are my son, the beloved, with you I am well pleased. Are these not the words that each one of us long to hear spoken over Jesus? our life. I mean, we build our lives around trying to hear these words. How can I be accepted? How can I be loved? What must I do for people to be well-pleased with me? And the world's answer to those questions is actually really simple. Do something Do something pleasing first. Be funny. Be smart. Make money. Be outgoing. Be a model citizen. If you want people to be well-pleased, do something. Stand out. Be authentic. Make a difference. Get your ducks in a row. Don't be boring. Do something pleasing. And only then will people love you and accept you. Maybe. That's just the way things work in the kingdom of the world. We do something first, we experience love and belonging second. It is called conditional love. But what our baptism does and what Jesus' baptism represents is a complete reversal of that order. And it tells us that there is no condition to God's love. In other words, we don't behave in order to belong to God and to one another. Rather, we believe that through Christ, we already belong to God, that God is pleased no matter what. We cling to this promise in faith, and as we believe, we discover something wonderfully surprising and counterintuitive, that we're actually inching closer to living the sort of compassionate life that God intended us to live from the very beginning. And so it is a fitting thing to celebrate the baptism of Jesus because by choosing to be baptized, what Jesus did with lots of intentionality was replace traditional religion with the gospel. You see, traditional religion says, do something well pleasing, and then maybe God will accept you. But the gospel says that in Christ, we are already acceptable, and that only as we grasp our belovedness do we actually start to please God as a byproduct. Religion is about morality and about our faithfulness. The gospel is about grace and about God's faithfulness. Religion is a wagging finger that screams, try harder. The gospel is Jesus standing in the River Jordan saying, we lepers. There's a great verse in the book of Isaiah that says, Surely, surely he has borne our infirmities and carried our diseases. Now, as Christians, we do believe that this verse points to Jesus, but here's the reason I share it. Going back to Father Damien, by the time he died, he had actually contracted leprosy. Could he have taken some sanitary measures to prevent that? I'm sure he could have. But what Father Damien felt called to do was to give these sick, banished, and forgotten people something that had been lost, dignity, worth, love, belonging, and a sense that someone was well-pleased enough with them to embrace them, to love them, and to get close. But if that was to happen, metaphorically speaking, Father Damien had to stand with them in the Jordan. Out of his boundless love, he had to become what they were, lepers, so that they might experience what he did, dignity as a human being. So why was Jesus baptized? Well, I suppose the answer to that question all depends on how we view ourselves. If all we really need is a good example or a little ego boost... And we assume that's what Jesus provides. I don't know why he was baptized. But if Jesus was right, if those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick, if despite the myriad ways that we try to convince the world that we are in control and that we're all doing just fine, what we really need is a savior, well, then Jesus' baptism is nothing less than God making a statement to the world that he came to embrace us, to love us, to get close, and to bear our disease with us and for us, even to the point of dying on a cross. You see, baptism is for people who identify with sinners. And thank God that Jesus was someone who did. Amen.